this bulletin, the Northern Territory Police Commissioner hails alcohol restrictions in Nari Springs as successful in curbing crime and antisocial behavior. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese continues his tour of India. And in sport, rugby league player Latrell Mitchell targeted by racial abuse. According to the Northern Territory Police Commissioner Jamie Choker, the introduction of alcohol restrictions in Alice Springs has significantly, significantly reduced the rates of crime and antisocial behaviour. Domestic violence incidents have dropped by 30%. Youth disturbances have gone down by 36%, while unlawful entries have been almost cut by half. The alcohol restrictions that that are set to end in the last days of April forbid the consumption of alcohol in remote communities and limit bottle shop hours. In his comments to Sky News, Commissioner Choka pointed out that the numbers are reflective of the situation. There is no doubt that our uh, antisocial behaviour and our family and domestic violence and assaults have reduced markedly. The statistics are very clear with that. I was down there again last week, uh, flew out again on Saturday. Britain says it needs more time to consider the issue of returning the remains of Indigenous Australians and their culturally significant artefacts which are still being held in UK museums. UK High Commissioner to Australia Vicky Treadle has told the National Press Club that Britain understands the importance of cultural treasures taken from nations under colonial periods. She says there is a live debate underway on the question of changing legislation which enables the UK to legally hold onto the items. The High Commissioner says it's, it is not a speedy process to confront their colonial past and legacy. We have to understand that different organisations and institutions um, have constitutions. Sometimes it's because it's within the law and sometimes these things take time to unravel, unpick. We can dig around and you know, open old wounds when actually this should be about healing and moving forward and actually respecting each other for who we are today. The comments follow an announcement last week that four spears taken by Captain Cook from La Perouse in Sydney in 1770 would be returned by Trinity College in the UK to the traditional owners in Australia. The leaders of Australia and India will focus on crucial trade talks on Friday along the Defence and Technology at a summit in New Delhi. On Thursday, Australia's Anthony Albanese and India's Narendra Modi did a lap of honour at the cricket in Ahmedabad. Now the Prime Minister is hoping to help India slash carbon emissions in the coming years and focus on renewable energy at the leaders' talks. And there has never been a point in both of our country's histories where we've had such a strong strategic alignment which has been reinforced by my current visit to India and will be reinforced further by Prime Minister Modi's attendance at the Quad Leaders meeting in a short period of time. India has set ambitious goals of 50% renewable energy and 30% electric vehicle usage by 2030. In Spain, three people have died in the collapse of a tunnel in a mine in the northeastern part of the country. The three geologists were in a potash mine 
in Cabanesses de Soria, around 80 kilometers northwest of Barcelona, early in the morning at a depth of 900 meters. Carlos Alnaldo, a mine worker and member of the local rescue brigade, says the whole community is affected. They are colleagues. Everyone knows each other here. We are a small town. We are 100,000 inhabitants. Everyone has relatives, friends or acquaintances working in the mine for many generations. The mine has been here for 110 years. The Catalan regional government says the remaining workers at the mine were evacuated. An, evacua- an investigation and a judicial probe was also opened. About half a dozen civilians have died when Russian missiles knocked out electricity in Ukraine. It's the first such mass attack on targets since mid-February. The strikes on Thursday hit infrastructure and residential buildings in 10 areas, and the eastern city of Kharkiv experienced blackouts. Joseph Borrell, the head of foreign affairs of the European Union, said the strikes show Moscow's true intentions. These recent attacks of Russia are another example of the objective. The objective is to terrorize the Ukrainian people and to lower the Ukrainian morale. It shows that Russia is not interested in peace and it talks about peace or ceasefire are utterly insincere. That's why we have to continue supporting Ukraine. China's top diplomat Wang Yi has told Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov that he looks forward to security discussions with Russia. Mr. Wang is meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Moscow. It comes after the U.S. administration warned China's government against providing material support to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Mr. Wang says Chinese-Russian relations are rock-solid and will withstand any test in a changing international situation. I am ready to exchange views with you, my dear friend, on issues of mutual interest and I look forward to reaching new agreements. In Africa, the president of Tunisia, Kais Said, is under fire after making comments perceived as racist towards black people. The Arabic country is host to many sub-Saharan African migrants. President Said recently ordered a crackdown on these migrants and lashed out at what he called a plot to erase Tunisia's identity. The comments fund racist abuse targeting black people in Tunisia and prompted some African countries to evacuate their citizens. Mr. Said attempted to defend himself by claiming he has personal ties with some sub-Saharan Africans. First of all, I have numbers of my family who are married to Africans. Also, my friends at the law university in Tunis were Africans. President Syed stuck by his call for crackdown on illegal migration, however, and did not say anything to curb racist sentiment that has surged online and in the country's streets. In the Balkans, Serbia and Kosovo are getting closer to signing an agreement to normalize their ties. The European Union envoy for the Serbia-Kosovo dialogue, Miroslav Lachak, visited Kosovo's capital Pristina yesterday to meet his, its leaders and discuss an agreement that was informally accepted by both countries. The, the main purpose of this visit is to see how Kosovo 
uh, or to, to, to get the information about Kosovo since the implementation. And, and, and this meeting has uh, met this, my expectations in that context. I will be in Belgrade on Monday and Tuesday and with the same purpose, to hear from Serbia how they see the implementation. Last month, Serbian President Aleksandar Vucic and Kosovo Prime Minister Albin Kurti gave their tacit approval to the EU plan to end months of political crisis. Under this agreement, both countries would recognize their respective independence, autonomy and territorial integrity, the right of self-determination, the protection of human rights and non-discrimination. The two leaders will meet later this month in nearby North Macedonia. New research suggests current screening for cystic fibrosis, or CF, is not suitable for Australia's multicultural population, with some even labeling it as a racist. A recent study conducted by CSIRO scientists in partnership with Pathology Queensland and Australian gene testing lab GenePath examined data from the Australian Cystic Fibrosis Registry of nearly 4,000 people with CF over 50 years. It found two babies of East Asian descent who were carriers of CF that hadn't been picked up with the recommended genetic, uh, genetic sequence. Glenn Bennett is the chief medical officer at research partner GenePath. He's suggesting the current testing regime is discriminatory. It's kind of sad to say that you know, the current you know, genetic screening tests that are available in Australia, they're racist. You know, they basically are tailored towards genetic variations that are most common in Caucasian populations. So that's why we did this research and published it, to put it on the agenda so that policymakers can have a look at these tests, look at the new technologies that are available uh, in order to you know, provide policy on tests that are going to be equitable for the whole of the Australian population. And to sport and rugby league, South Sydney intends to file a police report after a teenage NRL fan allegedly racially abused fullback Latro Mitchell at halftime of the Rabbitohs' loss to Penrith. Rabbitohs club officials told reporters the fan targeted Mitchell with a racist comment on Thursday as he walked up the tunnel at Blue Bed Stadium and into the dressing sheds. The fan allegedly left the scene after making the comment, but a man who had been sitting with him, believed to have been his father, was ejected by security. Mitchell is a Birbai and Wiradjuri man and has faced racial taunts in the past. Two years ago, two men were charged for sending him racially abusive social media messages. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 36 degrees, Perth, partly cloudy 27, Adelaide, mostly sunny 26, Melbourne, partly cloudy 24, Hobart, cloudy 22, Albury-Wodonga, sunny 26, Canberra, sunny as well, on the top of 26, Wollongong, mostly sunny 26, Sydney, partly cloudy 27, Newcastle, partly cloudy as well, on the top of 29, Brisbane, rain increasing 26, Townsville, mostly sunny 31, Cairns, sunny 32, Two, Alice Springs, similar conditions, 33 degrees. Darwin, partly cloudy, 32. And the Torres Strait Islands, a partly cloudy day ahead and a top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.